this is my third video, and I thought that today we would talk a little bit about control because it's one of the things that comes up most frequently when I'm working with people. It comes up in my life all the time. And I think it's one of the most important things that we have to address as humans living on this planet is just how much control we have and how much we don't. I mean, I think that we are told all the time that we have a great amount of control. That's sold to us all the time. It's sold to us through education. It's sold to us through how much money we have, how much influence we have over people. You know, just everything. Everything is about control if you really think about it. We all want to be able to dictate our own lives. And there's no doubt that some people have a lot more control over their lives than others. If you are wealthy, you have a great deal more control over your life. Wealth allows you to control where you live, who you associate with, how healthy you are through healthcare and what you're able to eat. It is. It allows you to control just a great deal of your environment uh, as opposed to if you are, if you're poor. If you're on the lower end of our socioeconomic ladder, you, you don't have near as much control. Then there are things like, you know, if you, if you are aware of your mind, if you are in touch with your mind and your emotions and things like that, then you're going to have a lot more control over how you act, how you behave, how you treat others, things like that. But really all these things I'm talking about are conditional controls. They are, they're areas, they're areas where we have some control, but we, we certainly don't have complete control. And so when I'm working with people, you know, I get them to make a list of everything they have control over. And it's usually a pretty varied list. Um, one of the things I hear frequently is, uh, probably the number one thing is people will say they have control over their thoughts or their emotions. And you know, if that were the case, I wouldn't have a job. Because a great deal of what brings people to me is kind of an oppression of thought, an oppression of emotion, of not being able to feel like they are in control of this, just like their day-to-day -day environment, their day-to-day -day life. So that right there is certainly a conditional control at best. I have people say that they're in control of their kids, um, which makes me wonder if they actually have kids, because number one, kids are, kids are insane. You can never control them. We can't even make a baby stop crying, much less have control over children. But if we're talking about other human beings, we always have zero control. We may be able to have influence, we may even be able to coerce somebody, but we do not have control. If I were to walk out of my building later today and somebody puts a gun to my head and says, give me your wallet or I'll shoot you, they don't have control over me in that moment. They have, uh, they have influence, I think the gun gives them influence, they are being coercive, but I still have the option of saying no. And so they cannot make that decision for me. When we look at all the things we think we have control over, it's all just conditional. We have control over our bodies to the extent of, you know, maybe what we eat, if, if we exercise, um, where we take them. But even that's all conditional. If you have an injury, you can't exercise as much. If you, you know, like we just talked about earlier, eating is limited by how much money you have. Um, what's available in your area. You know, we all get to eat what we want until the, uh, until the, until North Korea hits us with an EMP and they can't ship things out and things like that. All of a sudden our control over what we eat drops drastically. Um, 
the idea of control that we have on so, so many things is so conditional. We have control over our bodies unless somebody kidnaps us, unless you are, you know, if you were paralyzed, you, you, have, you don't have the same control over your body. And so we're constantly investing in areas of control that aren't really ours. And the problem with this is that there's one, there's one place of control, there's one area of control that we have that's 100% within our power all the time. And that is how we respond to all the things that we don't have control over. This is not a new idea. This is not something that I came up with. I'm not that smart. Um, I think the most, the most well-known, uh, or maybe the most uh, well-known in the modern times uh, explanation of this would be from uh, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. You know, and he wrote this book in a Nazi concentration camp. And uh, he wrote it in his head. And then, he, you know, he actually wrote it when he got out. But in a situation in which everything had, taken, had been taken from him all the way down to his very identity, he chose to maintain control over how he responded to that. And, you know, there's a real power in how we respond to things. It's the one thing that we always, always, always have within our grasp. It's always our choice in how we respond. Now, some situations make it harder to choose how we respond. If I'm super angry, if I'm sick, if I'm tired, uh, if I'm drunk, I have, to some degree, a lesser control over my response. But, you know, in the last one, I'm being drunk, you know, that was a choice I made, so I chose to cede that control. On the others, I still have enough control of my faculties to at least be in some kind of uh, control of how I respond to things. It might not be perfect, it might not be ideal, but it's still there. It's important that we cultivate this because our response is everything. Who we are in each moment is determined by our response in that moment. I have people do things all the time that are out of character for them, and they'll say, well, that wasn't really me. It was you. That was you in that moment. That was, that was the response you chose to have to that moment. So we don't get to say that that's not us, that that was, some, that was another human being. I mean, what do we mean by that? That was you. That was me. And the times that I respond in a way that I'm not proud of, that's still me. Because I am my response. How I respond to things and who I am, they're very, you know, it's hard to separate those. That's why it's important to cultivate that. That's why it's important for us to choose how we respond to every situation that arises. This is what gives us some degree of control in our lives. Without that response, we're nothing. We're robots. We're automatons. We're just, um, we're just reactions is all we are. And so response is everything. The other reason that it's very important to cultivate our response to things, to cultivate control over our response to things, is because when we're not doing that, we are investing our time and energy in things we cannot control. Anytime we're thinking about, um, well, if this person would only do this, or if they would only act that way, or if only this had happened, we're not just investing in something that's a waste of time, but we are taking away time from how we could be responding. Life is full of things that we have no control over. If you watch the last video, you know I was sick. I was sick for like three weeks there with a couple different things. That was beyond my control. There was nothing I could do about that once it happened but I did get to choose my response. People are always, always, always going to do things we don't like. People are always going to behave and respond in ways that are inconvenient to us. All we have in those moments is our response. 
And how we respond to those things determines everything for us. It's, it sets the stage for everything, that to come, that everything to, that's to come after that. So cultivating our power of response, cultivating how we choose to respond to things is, is everything. That's, that's all the power you have in this life. <clears throat> for me personally, I've found that a mindfulness and meditation practice is what has allowed me to change my response to things. It's what's given me a space. It used to be like, you know, something happened and my response was right here. I mean, they were just hand in hand. There was no separation between them. The more that I practice mindfulness, the more that I meditate, the, the larger this space in here becomes. So something happens and I have this space in here to choose how I'm going to respond. Somebody does something that I don't like. I have all this space in here to just, just sit and just ponder for a few seconds. Just how does this really affect me? How is this really my business? What does this really have to do with me? And to choose a response that's constructive, to choose something that's going to be helpful in the long run instead of something that's destructive to myself, to who I want to be, or to my relationship with this person. And more and more I find that my opinion on things, how I want things to be, are pretty irrelevant. Uh, they don't matter in the long run. The, the universe, life, God, your karma, whatever you want to call it, I don't care, is under no obligation to make things go the way you want them to go. And since you, since all those things are reality, God, all those things are bigger than you, your only, your only path in that is to change how you respond to it. Because you're not going to win. When it's you versus reality, when it's you versus God, when it's you versus the universe, whatever you want to call that, when you're in opposition to them, they win every time across the board. You will never win that. But winning and losing becomes unnecessary when we change our response to things. And a mindful lifestyle allows us to be you know, more indifferent to a lot of the things we can't control, to be indifferent to a lot of the things that don't really have anything to do with us. And there's a great, de there's a great degree of peace in that. Not choosing our response, reacting mindlessly, lashing out, that will always bring chaos and unhappiness to our lives choosing our response. And in that response, when we can choose compassion, when we can choose gratitude, when we can choose peace, when we can choose equanimity, it makes our lives so much better. And I'll guarantee you it makes it easier for the people around us, the people we love and the people we care about. So give it a try this week. Choose your response. Everything that happens to you, instead of thinking about what actually happened, take a moment and choose how you're going to respond to it and see what comes from that. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to watch these videos. You can find me all over the place. I'm on Instagram as FakeJamesHenson. Um, you can email me, james at jamesscotthenson.com. I have a mailing list that's available on my website, jamesscotthenson.com. I have a free resource library that's got a bunch of cool stuff in it. I'm all over the place. So, you know, reach out. Let's connect. Let's find ways to talk and cool things to discuss. I will be here once a week is my goal to put up a video once a week. As I learn to do this, um, I'm enjoying it. You may have noticed I have a snazzy little intro now. I have an outro. Um, and I'm just learning how to do this more and more. I tried to really work on saying um in this video. I don't know how I did. I'll know when I go back and watch. So we'll see. But if you have ideas for topics, if you have things that would be cool to talk about, if you have a way that we could work together, reach out. Let me know. And we'll figure something out.
Until next time, thanks for watching. Take care.